you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What's up, fam? Chotty here. Welcome to episode 24 of I Crying Corners. We are in season three and we're going through the top 10 things that aren't really a thing. So if this is your first time tuning in, you can pick up anywhere here in season three and uh, you won't be confused. But I do highly suggest that you go back and listen to at least the top 10 episodes as it's the why behind this podcast and it's extremely foundational regarding the leadership principle that is I Cry in Corners. Yep, I Cry in Corners is not like a witty title that I was like, that sounds like like fun. Nope, it's uh, the truth. I think leadership is hard and I think that everybody wants to be a leader, but nobody wants to go through all the hard stuff. And to be quite honest with you, when I first became a boss of people, I did a lot of crying corners. And uh, it's so these are all the lessons that I've learned and the lessons that I'm still learning and I'm still walking through as I try to figure out this whole serving people, loving people and being a kingdom person all while uh, trying to be a good boss. And a good person for that matter. Um, so first things first, last, the very first episode of this season, season three, we define what is not really a thing. And by a thing, I mean a kingdom issue. Um, I think a lot of people make things, uh, what is it? What was the thing I said? I can't remember, but it's like mountains out of molehill, molehills. Is that the saying? Um, you know, where we look at stuff and we call it a kingdom issue and we make it a bigger issue, but really it's just a you issue. So, um, it's not really something that pushes or helps the pushes the kingdom forward. Um, I I'm, I'm kind of like fumbling through this, but just go back and listen to the first episode. It'll help you. But I'm going to do a real quick recap. I wrote these things down. Um, I won't fumble through these, but um, I love recaps. I think recaps are important. They give context to where we are in the journey and where we're headed. And I want you to really understand uh, the things that we've been talking about so far. So first things we talked about as we kicked off season uh, three was um, you issues versus kingdom issues. Yep. You issues are the type of issues or circumstances you get yourself into that uh, totally, you kind of either blame on God or expect God to drop a dove on your shoulder and totally validate. Uh, that's what I was trying to say a second ago. Um, these are issues that are, they're big issues. Um, but the truth is if you go back and listen to the episode, you'll find that those issues are really things that maybe you've walked yourself into and uh, you haven't really worked out yet. This is really important that you understand because if you want to be a kingdom person, if you want to be a kingdom creative, if you want to be a a person that understands what God is doing on the earth and what he wants to do through you, you have to know what you have to be able to define what the problems really are and how to maturely be able to navigate them. The second thing we talked about this season was quitting. (laughs) I said quitting isn't a thing. Sorry, guys, I got a weird cough thing that's still working it out. By the way, if you think about me this week, um, just say a real quick prayer, uh, bombard heaven on my behalf and ask God that please clear up this cough that has been driving me crazy. Um, So anyways, the second thing we talked about was quitting isn't a thing. Not a thing like um, quitting, not like saying you can't quit toxic circumstances or people, but the kind of quitting you do because things are just flipping hard or uncomfortable. Most of the time in life and in love and in the kingdom, quitting won't fix it. But perseverance will. Yep, so if you are on the ledge of quitting something big, please go back and listen to the episode about quitting. The third thing we talked about, uh, this was a loaded, 
uh, episode last week, I talked about busyness and how busyness is not a thing. I talk about this because it was so loaded that I added a 30 minute message on the blog because I really wanted to give context to it because I feel like in 22 minutes, I can't really do that. Pretty much you are called to love God and love people. And how you do that um, is by being a kingdom person that abides in all Jesus is. And when I say all Jesus is, that means his peace, his joy, his rest. But the enemy is a mastermind at keeping us busy and focusing our hungers and our provision and our lack thereof and our significance on things that don't really matter. And when he does this, we tend to busy ourselves uh, with the way we feed or fix those three things. Again, this is very loaded. There's a lot of context, and I want to be able to break this down um, with clarity, and there's lots of context. So please, if you didn't go back and listen to the episode, go back, um, because I think it'll straighten some things up. And if you're a person that in the last five minutes has checked your phone five times, go back and listen to that episode. It'll help you. Also, um, I'm a multitasker, so it really, um, I'm a really bad multitasker and I stay busy. And so for me, learning those three things that the enemy tries to attack me on that keeps me busy, um, it has really changed my life and changed the way I see things and the way I love people and the way that, um, I perceive pretty much all that I do. So it's it, it's it's important. Anyways, go back and listen to the message on busyness, the podcast on busyness, and um, I'm sure I'll have more to talk about on the subject. But number four, the fourth uh, version of this season three, it's really episode 24, I think, is where we find ourselves today. And today we're going to talk about embracing the process. I've talked about this kind of in season one. I'm not a big person on processes as I forward through every movie. Does anybody else do that? Does anybody else sit on Netflix? And then I think the worst thing that could have ever happened to me is that little forward that's like you can forward 15 seconds or go back 15 seconds. Yeah, I tend to watch movies through with Fords. Like I, I I can't tell you the last time I watched an entire movie. Maybe the one maybe if I went and saw it in a movie theater. But Netflix on my phone, whatever, I'm always forwarding through things. I've never been a person that can do process as well. And so what I'm gonna share today is something that I've been really God has really, really, really taught me how to do. I'm not saying I do it well, but I do it. So um yeah, so honest moment. Okay. I'm gonna talk about how there are no formulas to gain favor and success in the kingdom. The only thing that is, the only formula there is in the kingdom for success um, is obedience and surrender. Um, There are no fast tracks in the kingdom. There's a process for everything. So while the rest of the world is looking for a formula to gain success, I want you to come to the understanding today that kingdom people are embracing their seasons, they're living surrendered, and they return living, I mean, it's like the things that they get are favor and success, and they're not trying to fast track their way to do it because they're people that embrace the process. And at the end of the day, we want to be kingdom people. Uh, Chadi, what do you mean kingdom people? I mean, the kind of people who are creative problem solvers. You know, those people that when things go wrong, they immediately have a solution. Uh, The kind of people who can see things and see people outside of their box and outside of their problems. The kind of people that love everyone. The kind of people who... Uh, the kind of people that don't rush through their day because they understand what a gift the day actually is. 
And I think that if you want to be a kingdom person, what happens is you become a person that embraces every little bit, every little moment, every little second of every single thing that you do, because you know that there's a process in it. You know that God's trying to teach you in it. And you're not trying to just be an opportunist and gain something. Instead, you're trying to learn something. Uh, Those are the people we want to be. That's the person I want to be. I'm usually reminded of this when I'm on vacation. Uh, as I don't do waiting well and I don't do process as well as I just said, and, uh, I'm a stickler for good customer service. Um, uh, this past week, uh, my husband and I actually celebrated our 15 year wedding anniversary and dude, I planned a bomb trip to Rome, Italy. We were going to Italy. It was awesome. I had Vatican tickets. Um, nothing says romance on Valentine's day, like Italy. I mean, I had been planning the trip for months. Um, but what happened was, um, I got a cough. Hold on. <coughs> oh man, this is sorry for the coughing. Uh, what happened was due to some unforeseen work and circumstances with my passport, uh, <laughs> that have now been fixed, I had to cancel my trip. So Sunday, uh, right before we actually flew out, uh, about 10 hours before we flew out to catch our flight to Rome, um, I realized that there was a hiccup in my passport and I actually was not going to be able to make the trip, which was the worst. I may have had a lot of feelings about it. And for the sake of time, I'll just say we made a quick decision instead of going somewhere else. And uh, we canceled our trip and we decided since we are pass holders, annual pass holders, we decided just to go to Disney because we live close to Disney World. Um, And all was well because, you know, it's Disney World. Anyways, Disney World. Oh, by the way, side note. One time I went to Disney World And they were saying, you know, I don't know if you've ever been, but in Disney World, when you enter, they're like, welcome to the most magical place on earth. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. This is amazing. And then as I walked by the person saying that, they said, unless you work here. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. And every time I go, I just think of that. Anyways, random. All is well. We went to Disney World. We're annual pass holders. And um, so this happened. And uh, we went, we people watched, we walked through Epcot, we rode every ride. Uh, And of course we got the fast passes because I'm a girl that loves fast passes. Fast passes are the things that you reserve so you can like walk through all the lines and I'm super bougie and I refuse to wait in lines. And it's amazing. You just walk past people who have been in line for like two hours with their kids on leashes and you just make your way to the front of the line. It's like the most magical experience. It's my favorite thing about Disney is fast passes. But God has jokes and there are no fast passes in the kingdom. And there are no magic apps that you can reserve the front of the line and bypass people who have been waiting for hours and hours. You can't fast pass your way to leadership. You can't fast pass your relationships. You actually have to have character and maturity to maintain it. Now, some of you right now are being like, Chadi, that's not true because I've seen people get stuff they don't deserve. Or I've seen people who are very young get promoted into leadership. Or I've, I've seen people who I've worked really hard and that person uh, got the same thing that I did that we, we didn't even, I worked more than them. Or Yeah, you know what? There's favor, but there is no formula for you to bypass people in an opportunist type of way. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to read a story in the Bible and then I'm going to explain When I think of someone who totally tried to fast track or fast pass their life in God's promises, it was Sarah in the Old Testament. So Sarah was married to Abraham and she was super old. And what had happened was she couldn't have kids. And when I say super old, I mean like 90s. And he couldn't have kids either. 
And so what had happened was, is <clears throat> they were promised by angels, God, that uh, she was going to get pregnant. And so they had this epic promise that uh, God was going to give them, um, uh, oh my gosh, he was going to give them uh, like the stars in the sky. They were going to have so many descendants. It was like this epic promise. Have you ever felt like God was promising you something, like you saw something for your life and you're like, okay, God, when is this going to happen? Okay, God, I feel like, and you feel like you've got to make some moves, but it's like, it doesn't matter. You've been standing in the line at Avatar for four hours and it's not moving. Sometimes the kingdom can feel like that. But this story is the greatest story of how to wait out with maturity Um, because if you don't wait with patience, if you don't embrace the process, if you become a person that is okay with God fast, fast tracking you with his favor and his anointing and his awesomeness, instead of you making moves, you just, okay. So I'm going to read the story and then I'm going to jump in and I'm going to give you three things that happen when you're impatient, three things that happen when you try to make like a fast track, a thing, it's not good. So I'm just, I just want to forewarn you. I'm warning you today. This is like Chadi loves you so much. I'm just going to give you some, some tips that might help you in your life. Things that I've done that I really jacked up and hopefully it'll help you. Okay. So I'm reading in Genesis 16, one through six. <clears throat> now, Sarah, Abram's wife had borne him no children. She was old. That's not in the Bible. It's just a reminder, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Remember that, because I'm going to come back to that. The Lord has kept me from having children, so go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Okay, that's a little sketchy, but whatever. Well, you know, everyone has their things. Abram agreed uh, to what Sarah Sarah said. So uh, after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarah had a wife. uh, Oh, Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian slave, Hagar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. And he slept with her, and she conceived. And when she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Remember that, okay? And then Sarah said to Abraham, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave to arms, and now that she knows she's pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Okay, remember the part where she said she despised her. Okay, your slave is in your hands, Abram said. He said, do with her whatever you think. And then Sarah mistreated her, and she fled. All right. It's a great story. Go on and read it. Again, I always say this. I say this in every episode. Get a revelation for this of yourself of the things I'm going to share. Pray about it. Let the Holy Spirit download new stuff for you. I feel like everybody should be able to read something and God give them something new and something fresh. So I'm just going to give you what I felt like God gave me. Okay, so I love this story. I love this story because it's the greatest example of what impatience looks like. And it's impatience that causes us to make mm, the fast track a thing in our lives. It's, it's what makes us strive. I'm not saying don't have goals. I'm not saying um, <clears throat> goals are bad. What I'm, I just kicked my microphone, awkward turtle. <laughs> I'm not saying that goals are bad, but I have said this before and I'm going to repeat it. Uh, goals are great, but they're not God. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, waiting on a God idea to come into fruition is way better than cultivating a good idea in your own strength. Oh, dang, Chadi, that's good. Repeat that. Okay, hold on. I'll do that. Waiting on a God idea to come into fruition is way better than cultivating a good idea in your own strength. My friends, that means if you do something in your own strength, what, remember what I've been talking about? Is it a God thing or is it a you thing? You do it in a, your strength. You have to sustain it for the long run. And I'll be honest with you, I don't have the cardio, as you can hear through my out of breath asthma issues that I've been having right now. I don't have the cardio to do any of that. Spiritually speaking, 
and regularly speaking. <clears throat> so let's look at the story and find the practical ways in not making the same flippin' mistakes that Sarah did. So she did three pretty gangster things in this story because of her impatience, because of her, <clears throat> I don't know, man, just like her desire to fast track God's promises in her life in a moment where God was like, you're not ready. You're not ready for this. The first thing that she did is her impatience caused her to make a, cult a culturally good decision instead of a God decision. Remember that decision thing I was talking about? A culturally good decision instead of a God decision. Okay. So, you know what she did was not a weird thing back in the day, okay? I'm not even mad at her. Her suggestion was totally culturally acceptable. I'm not saying I would do that. I'm Spanish. Me and my husband would have to have some words and fisticuffs if that was a situation. But when you really think about it, it was perfectly normal for her to do what she did. She may have even thought she was helping God out by stepping in and pushing things forward. But the problem with good versus God is what good decisions will usually be worked out by us and God decisions are worked out through us. And it's the through that's hard. It's the through that we have to experience in the waiting and in the patience. And it's those God decisions that God works through us and it's the through that is what matters. Chadi, what are you talking about? What do you mean a good decision versus a God decision versus a culturally acceptable decision? Oh, don't worry. I'm going to tell you. Practically in our world, a culturally good decision can look like the following. Please don't get offended. <clears throat> Living together before you get married. That's not a bad thing. People do it all the time. But in the kingdom, we don't do that. And if you have a problem with that, DM me. I'll explain it to you in detail. Sleeping with randos while you're not married. Another culturally not a bad decision. It's, it's people do it all the time. But when you're in the kingdom, you have this thing called values. Again, I'm going to talk about that in a couple weeks. Get ready. You're not ready. Here's another one. Excessive self-promotion. That's not a bad thing. We live in a culture where everyone's an influencer. Mm -hmm. So that's not a bad thing. But you know what? Excessive self-promotion. I would like to promote Jesus. My goal in my life is to promote Jesus. Make Jesus famous. Why? Because he's so much better than me. And he loved so many people. And he continues to push forward all the things that he was and his awesomeness because he loved people. And if we could just love people like Jesus, like, isn't that so much better than excessive self-promotion? Anyway, another thing that is culturally not a big deal is pride. You know, I'm the toughest, I'm the greatest, I'm the smartest, and I'm going to tell everybody about it. Not a thing in the kingdom. That's that's really not a thing in the kingdom. Another one that is not a, a big deal in um, the world, but may be a big deal in the kingdom is, you know, being naked on Instagram. I don't want to see you in your Calvins. I feel like that's that's for your wife or somebody. Like, I don't really need to see that. That's, that's a little personal issue I'm just working through. Also, lack of commitment. That's actually a good decision in the world that we live in. People are like, you know, fake half dating, hate, you know, fake half attending a church, hey fat, you know, fake having a relationship. Like, there's no commitment. People are fake covenant everywhere. It's like lack of commitment is like a really good thing, but that's not a God thing. God is a covenant God. He is all about being in covenant. Um, another thing is a lot of people live in the gray. It's like you live your truth. I'll live my truth. Truth in the kingdom is absolute. I had a friend one time tell me that I needed to be more gray because I'm so black and white. And I'm like, I'm all about loving and accepting 
But there's a difference between accepting and condoning. There's a difference between having values and, and allowing other people, like you just gotta, I'm going to talk more about this in a couple of weeks. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just telling you that impatience, impatience will cause you to start making good decisions that the culture says it's okay, but it's not kingdom. Chada, you got off on a little tangent there. I know because I have so many thoughts on it. Um, so what happened was there's other things. Okay. The other thing that she did is her impatience mistook not yet for not allowed. This is a big one. This is a big one for me. She actually said this joker. She said, the Lord has kept me from having children. Has he though? Has he kept you? Because you weren't having kids way before that. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a big deal for me because I haven't been able to have kids and I feel like a lot, I have to have to eventually talk about it on the Instagrams or somewhere because I feel like people blame God for stuff that like me not being able to have a kid is not a kingdom issue. Me not being able to have a kid is I live in a broken world and sometimes bad things happen to good people. God said to be fruitful and multiply. My life is fruitful. I am multiplying. Like she didn't look at her life through the right filter and it frustrates me. When I get to heaven, I'm a shaker. Anyways, let's be honest. I'm gonna do this. We find in the story that Sarah was uber impatient for her promise to happen. And it's in those seasons of waiting that impatience, if not check, will breed false promises. So that lady Hagar had another dude, Ishmael. There were some problems there, ended up causing some serious issues. And when you allow impatience to be your guide, you'll find that you'll throw human solutions at a God-sized problem. And just like in the case of Sarah, a human solution to a God-sized problem backfires and it became a curse. So stay patient, my friends. Be patient. Embrace the not yet seasons of waiting. Wisdom is cultivated in the waiting. And waiting in general is such a negative connotation, yet the greatest moments of significant, of some maturing, are found in the seasons of waiting. So if you find yourself with a glimpse of the next, feeling a little impatient, and you're stuck in the not yet, do not get discouraged. If I have learned anything in this wilderness called the temporal life, it's that the seasons of not yet actually are calling us. They're, they're pushing us to ready ourselves to become more kingdom what chadi what the heck does that mean practically speaking it means ready yourself by getting in the word if your promise is not yet if you haven't got what you've been praying for what you feel like god is putting before you ready yourself get in the word pray daily surround yourself with life-giving people ready yourself by learning whatever it is that you feel god is calling you to and not yet isn't a deterrent not yet isn't a deterrent i don't know who i'm saying that for but not yet is not a deterrent it's a small break for you to catch your breath. It's an outcry from eternity to the depths of your soul calling you to get ready. The world is flipping upside down in every way possible and you need to get ready, filled to the brim with love in Jesus. And at the end of the day, that's what we're meant to be. That's what we're meant to give. Love and Jesus. Don't get impatient. Not yet does not mean that God's not allowing you to move forward. It means he wants you to get ready. The third thing is her impatience. Negatively affected people. Not only people she loved, but people she was gifted to steward. If you're impatient, it'll affect your team. It'll affect your family. It'll affect the people in your circle. And the thing about seasons of waiting is that sometimes your heart will grow sick. Look, it's in the Bible. And I mean, it's true. I mean, it's true. But when that happens, as a result, um, and you're not self-aware, and you don't realize that that's what's happening super honest moment. I'm not the kindest when I'm impatient. When I'm impatient and impatience is my master, I kind of forget myself. 
Uh, and it's been something that I've had to learn how to genuinely fix my face and work through, especially when I'm uncomfortable and I'm in weird situations. But the truth is, is God's called us to not be led by our feelings. I'd say this all the time. He's called us to be led by the Holy Spirit. And if what you're contending with and what you're dealing with, if your impatience causes you to negatively, uh, uh, to not to love people well and not to speak to people well, I, I'm pretty sure I said this in every episode this season. Kingdom people, the way they talk to people matters. Even today, dude, totally lost my moment for a moment. Somebody who I love, somebody who I respect. I've been sick and I was in an awkward situation and I snapped. I had to go and apologize because kingdom people say they're sorry, not because they're trying to be trying to be the best, but because they're honest and they understand that they fail sometimes. So even in my impatience, even in my problems, even in my moments where I lose myself, I don't allow myself not to make good decisions instead of God decisions. I don't allow myself to see the not, not yet is not allowed. I don't allow myself to negatively affect people. And if I do find myself falling in that trap, I immediately take a step back and go, God, what can I do to fix this? So I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're trying to fast track. I don't know what kind of promise you're trying to, you know, marry off to have false promises. But I'm telling you, just be patient. God is going to get you there. You're finally, one day you'll have the position you want. One day you'll have the relationship you want. One day you'll have the family you want. But be patient. It's in that patience and it's in that waiting where God builds us up and God shows us exactly what kind of fruit we need to bear and how to cultivate it with wisdom. Look, there are things that are not a thing. Don't let the world tell you that they're a thing. And don't mistake good for God because God is so much better. Yeah. Wow, this was a lot longer than I anticipated. I hope it made sense. But anyways, I love you guys. Thank you so much for everyone that's been listening. Everyone that's left a review, if you haven't left one yet, please leave one. And um, everyone that's been on the journey, seriously, I love you weirdos.